Who's the strongest person you know? How do we define strength? What does it mean exactly? Is it being able to lift absurd amounts of weight? Maybe. You know, they have world's strongest man competitions out there where they get giants weighing three or 400 pounds, but they can bench over 800, squat eight or 900, and deadlift over 1,000. It's a lot of weight. You know, but there's other kinds of strength. What about the ability to withstand harsh physical or emotional conditions? That's maybe a little closer. You know, U.S. Navy SEALs have peak physical endurance, mental toughness, pain and cold tolerance, teamwork, attitude, and the ability to perform work under high physical and mental stress. And they're the best of the best in our military. You might think, yeah, they're pretty strong. There's just one problem. The source of strength in both of these camps of men is themselves. Athletes and SEALs are very confident in their own minds and bodies. If you've listened to either group of men talk, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You know, and they may have some natural wisdom about staying mentally focused and disciplined. You know, even Paul talked about them. They're temperate in all things for a corruptible crown or a victory. But stop and think. Man strength? Are you kidding me? Seriously? We are so small and pitiful. We are physically and mentally weak and frail. We're nothing but a bunch of dust the Lord breathed life into. The best of us can easily die or easily lose our courage, focus, or drive. We're just not a reliable source of strength in and of ourselves. The Lord should be our source of strength. He has an infinite supply and wants you to be strong in him. Jesus said in Matthew 28, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Colossians 2.15, And having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. Revelation 5.5, And one of the elders said unto me, Weep not, behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, hath prevailed to open the book and to loose the seven seals thereof. Thank you. Praise his name. Psalm 20, verse 7, Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. We're trying to define strength. How's this for a definition of strength? Resisting temptation. Obeying God's will for your life. Not giving in to evil thoughts that come up. Relatively ignoring negative and hard circumstances. Joyfully enduring them, knowing they are for God's glory and to make you better. Ruling your spirit and your speech. Strong Christians don't allow themselves to be moody, complain, whine, etc., Believing and trusting in the promises of God, drawing confidence from him and his word, but not yourself. That's a strong Christian. So how do we get stronger? Well, we've got to work out. Philippians 2.12, Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. (laughs) Okay, sorry for the pun, but... It's true. To be strong Christians, we've got to start with obedience. If we're not obeying, we have no evidence of being a Christian at all. Work on building a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. It's all about him. Make your life all about him. He's made some incredibly precious promises to you. Take confidence in them. Have faith in God. Learn to be cheerful and happy at all times. We're too blessed to be anything but. Proverbs 15.15 All the days of the afflicted are evil, but he that is of a merry heart hath a continual feast. 
In order to get physically stronger, you have to successfully lift heavier and heavier weight. In order to get strong, stronger as a Christian, you have to successfully endure hard and difficult trials. Sometimes it is hard. We all go through hard things, but weak Christians won't handle them correctly. They'll be destroyed by them or fall away from the faith. Let that never be said of any of us. Amen. Proverbs 24.10 says, If thou faint in the day of adversity, thy strength is small. Doing easy things doesn't make us any better. Doing hard things does. Thanks, Joshua, for that. You're right. Trials are there to make us better. They make us trust and depend on our Savior more than if things were easy. Jonathan strengthened David's hand in the Lord, and hopefully I can do that for you all right now. But let's all do that for each other outside of here and in here. So without uh, further ado, turn to Psalm 91, and let's learn more about how to get strong. I got bumped last Sunday. I was going to do it last Sunday, but so... I tried to get 20 minutes this Sunday since I didn't get 10 minutes last Sunday. So I'll try to go quickly, but uh, yeah. Very excited to share this with you. Psalm 91. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in Him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high thy habitation, there shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee, to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder. The young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample under feet. Because he hath set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high, because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Amen. Amen. So since I just read that to you, I'm not going to reread each of the verses again. I'll just, but you can follow along as I go through this. Verses 1 and 2. Some of, those, some of the most wonderful promises in the Bible are in this psalm, in my opinion. But they're very, very conditional. For him to protect us in this way, we must dwell in his secret place. In other words, live in fellowship constantly with Jesus Christ. Repent of any sin and keep away from it. Seek him with your whole heart. If you do this, nothing should ever scare you. Psalm 27.1, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Psalm 31.24, Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. All ye that hope in the Lord. So be strong. Be courageous. He's got your back and will hide you from anything that would harm you. 
Psalm 27.5, For in the time of trouble he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me, and he shall set me upon a rock. Proverbs 18.10, The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runneth into it and is safe. Verses 3 and 4. Wicked people have always, always hated righteous people. They always have attacked them, made fun of them, or if they can, kill them. God sees every one of these events and will surely deliver his children and judge those wicked scumbags in this life and in the next. Remember Abel and every other martyr the Lord has sitting at his feet. Listen to what the sweet psalmist of Israel said in Psalm 58, 10 through 11. The righteous shall rejoice when he seeth the vengeance. He shall wash his feet in the blood of the wicked, so that a man shall say, Verily, there is a reward for the righteous. Verily, he is a God that judgeth in the earth. This isn't us taking vengeance. This is our God defending us. He'll take care of it. No one's getting away with anything. We don't have to worry about it. The Lord sees and will judge, judge them. He protects us, though, like we were his little chicks, his little balls of fluff. He hides us under his wings. Have you ever held one? They're, they're small and pitiful. You know, that's, how, that's sometimes how strong we feel. David certainly felt discouraged in this same way sometimes. Here's what he had to say. But he, he, had, a, he had the right attitude about it. Here's, here's what he had to say. Judge me, O God, and plead my cause against an ungodly nation. O deliver me from the deceitful and unjust man, for thou art the God of my strength. Why dost thou cast me off? Why go I mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? Because thou hast been my help, therefore in the shadow of thy wings will I rejoice. Be merciful unto me, O God, be merciful unto me, for my soul trusteth in thee. Yea, in the shadow of thy wings will I make my refuge, until these calamities be overpassed. I will cry unto God most high, unto God that performeth all things for me. I called upon the Lord in distress. The Lord answered me and set me in a large place. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What can man do unto me? Let's take courage and be strong. I'll probably say that a few more times throughout this. The Lord is on your side. Cry unto him. He will never fail you or forsake you. Isaiah 41.10 says, Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee by the right hand of my righteousness. Verses 5 through 8. No matter what happens, we can be strong and confident in the Lord. We don't have to be afraid. We may see others stop caring and fall away, but the Lord will protect us. He's been very gracious. We may never see our oppressor's reward in this life, but like Asaph, let's all understand their end. There's coming a day where we'll get to see the great judge bring the wheel over all those that have opposed him. Proverbs 16.4, The Lord hath made all things for himself, yea, even the wicked for the day of evil. Verses 9 and 10. This clarifies that because this man has made the Lord his habitation, no evil thing will affect him or even get close. goes without saying, but he must be our habitation for these things to be true of us. If he's not, these verses just aren't written to us. Love the Lord Jesus Christ and build your relationship with him. We have absolutely no reason not to. He is better in, any, in every way than anything or anyone down here. Lord, forgive us if we've not put your son first in our hearts. I know I want to do better. 
11 through 13. The Lord of hosts and his son love you and will help you get through anything. Sometimes he doesn't take away the trial. Sometimes the lion, adder, and dragon might still be there, but he enables you to trample and tread upon them. Yes. 2 Corinthians 12, 9 through 10. Here's what Paul had to say about that. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength, the Lord's strength, is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then am I strong. Jesus has already trampled and tread all foes, but he wants to see us put up a fight. So fight and don't quit. What's the verse say? I can do all things through who that strengthens me? Who is it? Christ. Love him. He will give you strength so that with him at your side, you could run through a troop and leap over a wall. In Hebrews 11, the martyrs were made, out of weakness were made strong through faith. Now down to the last three verses. I'm going to reread them because I just like them. Because he hath set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Amen. Beautiful. Each of these little phrases is packed with comfort for those who will set their love on things above. Yes. These are my favorite verses in the psalm. The point of view shifts. It's been the psalmist talking about us up until now, but now it's the Lord speaking, I feel like, directly to us. Because that man sets his love upon me and has tried his best to serve me, I'm going to do all these things for him. Yes. Because he hath set his love upon me. Yes. Who or what are you setting your love on? He hath known my name. Do you know his name? His name is Jesus Christ. Do you love it, that name with your whole heart? If we focus on Jesus, everything else, bad or good, down here, fades away in comparison. Set your affections on things above. We can do anything with him at our back. 1 Peter 1.13 Wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind. Be sober. And hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. For 1 Corinthians 16, 13. Watch ye, stand fast in the faith. Quit ye like men, be strong. Proverbs 24, 5. A wise man is strong, yea, a man of knowledge increaseth, increaseth strength. So let's do it. Let's increase in strength. Let's rule our spirits, love our wives, submit to our husbands, obey and honor our parents, and anything else we need to do as Christians. We can do it. Yes. Be like Paul in Philippians 3. Press for excellence, for perfection. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of, G- of God in Jesus Christ. Let us therefore, as many as be perfect, be thus minded. James 1, 2, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience, but let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. There is no lack to our ability that prevents us from being perfect. We are able to. Whatever hard thing comes up, whether it's doing what you should be doing, obeying, resisting a temptation for something you shouldn't be doing, or a trial, you can do it through Christ. Yes. 
It's a lack of commitment, focus, and drive that prevents us from being perfect. We can be perfect. Let's do it. Job was, of course, a sinner, but this is what God had to say about him. Hast thou considered my servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and an upright man, one that feareth God and escheweth evil? Let's do that. We can be that. That can be said of us. You know, several of us have talked about having a fittest man contest, and that's fine. But who's going to claim the title, World's Strongest Christian? Grandma Carnell, thank you for your example and testimony. All glory to God. You don't have to be a world-class powerlifter or a Navy SEAL to be the strongest. The physically smallest and weakest person here can be the strongest. Who's it going to be? Second place is losing. Only one gets the prize. Daniel 11.32 says, And as such and such as do wickedly against the covenant shall he corrupt by flatteries, but the people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. Yes. Let's all get out there and do exploits for him. Yes.